0: Welcome to the Washington Church Toledo Podcast. Together, we are learning to encourage one another to walk with God through cultivating a personal relationship with Jesus the Christ. This podcast consists of recordings from our Sunday morning worship services and other teaching events that you are more than welcome to come join us. Good morning, everybody. It's... uh... A privilege to stand here and uh, be a part of this with you all. Um, there's moments that you get to experience as a follower of Jesus that um, you don't want to end. And that was a I just was encouraged by that, our worship time and prayer time and all those things together. Um, what I want to do this morning is just share some of, of, of some things that have taken place over the last year, uh, and then I'm going to invite us into a period of two different prayer times. One prayer time will be um, around thanksgiving and praise as to what God has done, because it's important to do that. Um, To thank God for what he's done for us, through us, with us, Um, and then we're going to shift gears and we're going to reflect on our vision and we are going to hold that vision up and come before the Lord and say, God, what do you want us to do now as a community of faith in this coming year in light of the vision that you've given us? We believe that God gave us this vision, that he spoke it to us, through this process, and, and so we're going to honor that, and, um, and so we're going to look for the Spirit of God to speak to each and every one of you, and we're going to record what, uh, what comes forward, and so we're going to, at this point, um, I'm going to tell you, expect to hear from Gort, from the Lord this morning. Um, I want to create that expectation in you that that's going to happen, uh, and we're going to pray together. Our times of prayer will be um, primarily in groups of people, so just to give you a heads up that that's also going to happen. So of, of just to let you know, uncomfortableness is on its way. Um, it's coming. And for those who are joining us online, I want to invite you to pray as well and join us. And uh, you can add comments um, as we have that time of prayer. I, I just want to share briefly. Um, it is you can ask my wife. We've known each other for a long, long time—26 years and plus—and um, coming up on 27. Um, and I've always been a person with a zest and a passion for life. That's always been since, you can ask my mom, I guess. That would be the better person to ask. Since I was very little, I, I was one of those that didn't stay still. Um, and uh, I was always moving and always going. And, and I'm now understanding that that passion for life was a passion that the Lord put in me. And it wasn't just for life. Um, it was life as a capital L, the life of God, the life that God intended us to live. And and so um, I remember being in high school and having a passion to see God move in profound ways, but not really seeing it. Um, Outside of people coming to the Lord, Right, salvation is a profound way. It's a miracle in itself. So I got to be a part of those things, and I was grateful for those things, but I'd heard stories of things, much like what John shared in his testimony, but not seen it tangibly. And that passion led me to college, uh, to a Bible college, to study the scriptures. I felt led to call oh, into ministry when I was 18. Um, that led me to seminary, and, and that hunger and longing was always there, but I'd never, again, experienced God in those ways. Um, and began to get jaded, wondering if it would ever take place, wondering if it would ever happen, would I ever have the privilege of seeing God in such, in such a, a way, seeing God manifest, seeing God move in such a way. Um, in May 2021, a year ago, almost this Sunday, let me paint the picture for you, for those who are there, you remember, for those who, who are newer to Washington, you weren't a part of this, but we were a fragmented church community. Um, we had about, it was in the midst of COVID, we had, we were same as everybody else, mask, no mask, politics, all the junk that we all had to endure. We were outside meeting under a tent just to be as safe as we could. Our people were gathering. It was wonderful. Um, but knowing that we were fractured, knowing that we'd gone through change, we'd gone through leadership change, we'd gone through other changes, we'd gone through membership changes, um, it was a hard, very hard time to pastor. Um, and uh, But happening all over the place. It wasn't just here at Washington. It seemed to be whatever the norm was. Um, and leading up to that, gathering, um, the Lord spoke very clearly and wanted me to preach on Nehemiah. And uh, it it became very apparent that God said, I want you to create a space, I want you to teach about repentance, and I want you to create a space for our people to repent. Yeah, no big deal, right? Um, And so we talked about this as a staff, I shared this kind of image that the Lord gave me. And let them know that what's happening. And we kind of planned out the service so that we would—I would teach on Nehemiah for like five minutes, and then introduce the concept of that was a miracle in itself. Um, teach on the concept of repentance and the fact that Nehemiah basically goes before the Lord on behalf of his entire people of Israel, and he repents. And it stirs the heart of God in such a powerful and radical way that ends up, this result is that Nehemiah goes back and he begins to rebuild the walls of the city and rebuild the temple, reestablish Israel, or God reestablishes Israel, but Nehemiah was used by him. And so so I shared this verse from Nehemiah, and I'll, I'll put it up on the screen so you guys can see it. Nehemiah chapter one, out of the word of God, says this, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying. So this is Nehemiah we're, we're hearing. That your eyes your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. So again, he's petitioning God for the entire nation of Israel that at this time is scattered. They're in captivity, but there are also remnants that are back home and they're everywhere in between. And so he recognizes this and he's heard a story of, of how the detriment of the Holy Land and he says this, I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. And so I talked about this idea of repentance, and, and which is what he's doing here, confession and repentance. And I, again, I taught on it, and then we put, uh, again, we were outside on the tent. We were also virtual at the time, um, streaming. And so we put microphones up in front uh, where people could be seen by those watching online. I stood back in the front row, Bridget began to play, and the idea was we'll we'll begin to worship. People will know, there's microphones up there, they're invited to come up and share if they feel led to come up and share. Um, And the original idea was the first time will be around confession, again, corporate confession around the fact that we as a church community have failed. We didn't do what we were supposed to do. Um, And we did the best we could, but we fell short. The second part was was, uh, about, again, reflecting on the the year and praising God, and the third part was, was about looking forward into the future. So three, three things we were going to do with worship in between each one, worship with music. And so we, I, I taught, I stepped back, we all stood, and the music began to play, we began to sing. And, and as many of you know, worship songs are generally three to three and a half minutes long, give or take. Three minutes into the worship song, nothing had happened. Nobody had come forward. I sit there and I have a conversation with the Lord. I, we do this often. Uh, and uh, I said, okay, God, I did what you asked me to do. Um, I don't know what else to do. Unless you don't move, nothing's going to happen here. So it's on you. And literally, as I finished that prayer, somebody began to walk forward. This person walked forward slowly, came to the mic, began to share about just confessing things as a church that we didn't do right, we didn't do well. And it was good, it was, it was obviously it's encouraging, somebody actually showed up, thank you Lord, this is not, you know, and uh, this person finished sharing, this woman finished sharing this beautiful prayer, and it, but it still felt like, uh, it was good, but it felt a little generic, because it still was like, okay, it's about us, and everything that, that she confessed, nobody there would say, no, that's not right, um, But but then what happened was she paused and then she went from we to I. And in that moment, something broke over us as a people, as a community of faith. Something that was bound to us, something that held us back, was removed by the Spirit of God. And for the next 40 minutes, person after person came up and confessed. It was... An unbelievable service to be a part of. Unbelievable. And in that moment, I knew, okay, here we go. Whatever, God, you have for us, it's time. It's time to start moving forward. Because before then, it was like, who's around? Who's coming? Who's not coming? Who the heck are we as a church? What are we doing? We were in the midst of this vision process as a church. We'd gone through for two years. COVID hits, puts kind of the brakes on this. The vision team still hunkered down and continue to meet faithfully and, and do the work that they did. Um, a vision statement had been brought together, proposed, written on paper. The elders had it and were wrestling with it before we'd, we'd shared it with you all. And the hope was to be able to share it at that, at that time, and I don't think we did. We weren't ready yet for it. But after that Sunday, something happened to us as a church that, had, that God had been doing for, for a while. It wasn't just that God wasn't moving and all of a sudden he was. It was that God was moving and something that we responded um, and I think that was the difference. Um, that night, we had our first encounter night. And our encounter nights were created to be a once-a-month gathering so that, the, so that our people of Washington could be more exposed to the teaching and understanding of, of who the Holy Spirit is and how do we walk and partner with the Holy Spirit. And so we brought people in to share their testimony about the Spirit of God in their lives and how they've been radically changed by walking with the Spirit and the experience of gifts or just movement of God. And, and the first person that, that came and spoke was my roommate from college who had had this radical transformation. He lives out in California still. And I was pondering this idea of Encounter Night. I didn't know how to get it started. I didn't know what to do with it. Um, and God gave me this vision of Eric speaking. Um, Eric Spoon, my roommate from college. And so I reached out to him. And he's very open to, to just how God moves. And he's, he's like me in many ways, probably times 10 as far as the intensity and the passion of life. And I said, hey, man, I feel like the Lord showed me this vision of you speaking at Washington. And literally, that's all I said. And then he said, when do I come? I was like, okay, well, that's what's supposed to happen then because the Lord showed it to you. So when do you want me to buy my ticket and fly here? And I was like, Ah. Uh, I don't know. Let me look at the calendar and figure that out. So we worked that out and it ended up being that Sunday we had our annual meeting was the first night that we gathered together in the chapel and it was unbelievable. It was so powerful, movement of God. And all Eric shared his testimony and then he told us the most important thing is to pursue a relationship with the Lord. Pursue the heart of God. He said everything else will come with that. The gifts, the movement, the way the Spirit will speak to you, dreams, visions, all those things come, but they come as a result of one's relationship and connection to, to the Lord. And that's, that's what he shared. And almost every speaker that's come to the encounter Night has basically said the same thing over and over again to us. And it's been beautiful and powerful and, and amazing. And from that, eventually the, the vision was birthed. And I want to share this with you and I'll read it through and we're going to come back to it as we pray through it. But this is our vision statement that came forward, Okay. We are a community of disciples of Jesus Christ, embodying the power and the giftings of the Holy Spirit, cultivating space for healing, living in and expanding God's kingdom on earth. And I remember the night that this came forward. It was like 11.45 um, p.m. My wife was on the vision team. I walked with the vision team and then I stepped away from, for the last part of it because I knew that it needed to come from, not from me. And so the vision team just worked at it, worked at it. Eventually they, they were in this room on I think it was a, either a Saturday night or a Sunday night, and I was kind of half asleep but waiting for her to get home because I wanted to know what it was. Because I, I, I just I knew it was happening. I knew it was coming. It was like the baby was being born on that night, and I was waiting for that. To, uh, I was trying to keep my candle lit, waiting for that to happen. And I read it, and I was just in awe. I thought, wow, this is beautiful, but it is scary powerful. That's the sense I had. Like if we actually walk into what this says, it'll rock our world and radically change us as a church. And I don't know if the vision team had that idea when they wrote it. I think some did. I don't know if everybody had that sense, but this is what they came up with. And and pieces of this are just us already, right? Community. Community has always been a strength of ours. Discipleship has always been a core value of ours. We launched a discipleship program four or five years ago. That's been a great thing. Jesus has always been the center for us. That's not new. Go down to the bottom, living in and expanding God's kingdom. God's kingdom has been preached at Washington Church for 30 to 40 years. That's not a new idea for us. We're not there yet, but that's not a new idea yet. But the middle part of this vision was not a brand new idea, but we were immature in it and need to work at it. And so embodying the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and cultivating space for healing. Those two things. Washington has also always been a place where people have come and experienced healing. But we were talking about a different dynamic of healing that we'd not experienced before. Um, And we're not just talking about being encouraged and and being loved on by other people, but we're talking about God radically healing people of things that are wrong with their bodies. um, Of things, emotional trauma that's taken place. Of brokenness within. That's, that's the type of healing. But creating that space was what the call was. Um, and healing would follow as we created that space. And then living into the gifts. And we've talked about the gifts, but before the gifts were a survey that you took. And we taught from the scriptures the best we could, but we weren't living those gifts out. Not to the full. Obviously there some gifts that we were living out, but some of the ones that, that we deemed as scary or we didn't know about, we kind of shied away from those because we didn't know. But we began to press into that. And we began to, So I began to teach through this statement, and we spent basically this whole year teaching through this statement, different parts of it, from community to what does it mean to be a disciple, to who is Jesus, to what is the power of God, where does that come from and how we've been given, that's been given to us through the cross and the resurrection. What are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? How does that work? How does that dynamic in our lives? And right now we're talking about healing, next Sunday we're, we're going to wrap up our our conversation around healing, and then we're going to spend the entire summer looking at the kingdom of God. But as you know, we can spend the rest of our lives looking at the kingdom of God. And so we, these are the conversations we've been having as a church community, walking through these things. We've continued to maintain our, our Sunday night encounter nights, and we began, God began to move in ways that he's not moved as profoundly at Washington Church. Not that he wasn't moving in these ways prior, but we just didn't see them as consistently, if that makes sense. So people began to get healed physically of things. People experienced deliverance from demonic oppression. People began to experience powerful repentance and forgiveness of sins. People experienced and discovered their spiritual gifts and began to live out of them. Prophetic words were introduced to our community and were spoken over people, changing their lives. Prayer became the number one focus for us on Sunday mornings. Gifts like prophecy, mercy, and speaking in tongues began to be birthed and emerged in our community. We taught this spiritual gift class, myself and David, and we would, those class we went on for the month of March, and we would meet for three to five hours. And I was having a conversation with a black pastor this week about an opportunity for us, partnering with TPS once again, that they're doing really exciting stuff. But I don't know if you know cultural differences, but black churches meet for a long time when they gather. It's pretty typical, They're like half the day. And so I was sharing with him a little bit of what's going on at Washington Church, and I said, we, you know, we, we, are <clears throat> we met in the month of, of March to talk about the gifts and to teach our people about the gifts. The reason it took so long is we teach on the gifts, we begin to lay hands on people because we expected God to come and those gifts to show up. And then we wanted to give people who received those gifts or operated in those gifts space to use those gifts and, and have trial and error and see what, how God wanted to move. And I was telling this to, to my buddy Calvin, and I said, Calvin, we met for three to five hours, and we're white people. <laughs> like, he's like, I know, white people don't meet that long. He's like, that's a long time. I was like, I know. Usually we meet for 45 minutes, and then we want to go do whatever's next. And He's like, that's impressive. I was like, I know, only the Spirit, Calvin, only, only the Spirit of God. But I can tell you as a pastor, when on a weekly basis, you start to get phone calls or emails from people, and those messages sound something like, I was praying over somebody and I saw them get healed. Um, I began to speak in tongues and I can't stop. Oh, that's interesting. I'm experiencing night terrors and oppression at night. I'm being visited by these presences in my house that I don't know what to do with. And so it's a mixture of, like, wow, that's awesome, and, and holy cow, I have no idea what to do with that at the same time. And so even us as elders, we met yesterday morning and we had this powerful gathering. It was so beautiful and I was so grateful for it. I'm so thankful for our elders and their service. And, And what they've done behind the scenes, just, we have no idea. Um, And we just came before the Lord on behalf of each and every one of you. Um, And for an hour, we contended with the Lord. I invited a couple guys here last night, and three of us prayed for an hour for this service alone. And just against things that were holding us back, praising God for what God has done, and excited about what is to come. And it's, I can tell you, in all the years that I've done pastoral ministry... Over 20 years. This has been the most exciting year of my life. And I have nothing but expectation of what God is to do moving forward. Of greater things that are yet to come. But we're not there yet. I think we've ta- we begin to taste and experience what the Lord has done. And, and like Ann said beautifully, we're all moving at different rates and directions and openness. And that's okay. God knows where we are. And God's always inviting us into deeper waters. Always. Invitation is always into more. Always into more. And it always comes through love and compassion. But some of the things that we need to grow in as a a faith community is evangelism. Sharing our faith. We need to begin to move outside these walls. And I believe that God will move in even more profound ways outside of these walls as he has moved inside these walls. And it's time to begin to do that. Sharing our faith with others. We need to begin to sow into and serve our communities. We put a lot of those things on hold when we sought this vision process, and we need to get back to some of those things. And this morning, as we listen for the Lord, some of those things, I hope, will emerge. Serving our city, using our gifts that the Lord has given us to do that. And we need to begin to implement spiritual disciplines. As we press into the gifts, the gifts have a tendency to burn like fire. And so we need to be disciplined people that hold that. And I think one of the most beautiful things is is probably about six months ago, I, I met up with... Um, uh, pastor Don and his wife Joan for those who you know the pastor that pastored before me here at Washington and we were sitting in the stands watching a basketball game and I, I was sitting with Joan and we were talking about what uh, you know I asked her I'm always intrigued by what she's reading because she's just hungry for more of the Lord and she shared with me and she said well what are you reading I said actually I'm reading a book, a book on prophecy she goes really I was like I know right and she goes tell me about that so I started to share with her some of the things that had gone on at Washington and and she's she knows Washington. I mean, if anybody knows Washington, the father Gills know Washington. And I started to, I said, I, I feel like the Lord's leading us into more of the spirit, more of the understanding of the gifts. And and she looked at me and she said, She said, That's a really exciting thing that has great potential. She said, If you can, if you can marry the word of God. With the movement of the spirit, you'll have a beautiful thing. And I said, you're right. And I think God has put us in a unique place as a community of faith where for for so long we have have just gone to the scriptures, gone to the scriptures, look at the word of God, taught out the word of God, studied the word of God. And now God has begun to introduce to us in a new way about his spirit and his gifts. And if we can bring those two things together, hold on to what is our heritage and our foundation, and overlay the gifts on top of that, I think the Lord has positioned us in such a prime place to, in such a healthy way, do some amazing things. So we, it's nothing but forward for us as a church community. But what we're going to do now is we're going to pause and we're just going to thank the Lord for what God has done. And what I want to do is I want to invite you to do this. I'm going to give you, um, let's do it for, for five or six minutes. And we're going to enter into a time of, of thankfulness and praise. So we're going to just say thank you, Lord, for what you've done in this community, through this community, and we're excited for what you have to do next, but it's important to remember, like Ann said. Throughout the scriptures, over and over again, it says remember, remember, remember. God wants us to remember the works that he's done in the past so that we can take that into our future and carry that with us, because you know, as well as I do, that there's times when we are low and discouraged, and we need to look back, and we need to remember the faithfulness of God and the acts of God, because those things take us forward and invite us into the next. And so we're going to do that right now. And so we'll, we'll just play music quietly in the background, just house music. I want to invite you to get into groups of five or six people around you. Just turn around and just spend time in prayer and thanksgiving, thanking the Lord for what he's done. And if you're new this morning, you can listen or you can join in. You're, you're welcome to join in. Um, but I want you to, you might have to move from your seats. You might have to shift around. That's okay. That's what we're going to do just for the next couple moments. We're going to enter into that, so let's make sure nobody's on their own or by themselves. We all join in together, and then I'll bring us back together, and we'll have one more time of prayer together as a community around seeking God's face and what's next. Father, you, we ask that you would speak to us. We thank you for your vision that you've given us. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come into this place and fill us. Give us an image. Give us pictures. Give us direction on the way we should go. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see how you're at work and how you want to move in this coming year. We thank you for your faithfulness, and we ask for more. I want to invite you now to go ahead and get back into those groups and just reflect on the vision, um, pray into the vision, and see what the Lord brings forward as you pray together. And then begin to write down what uh, the ideas, images, um, words that come forward. We want to record all those things. So go ahead and do that. Spend time in your groups right now. Right okay, I want to I draw us back together. I know that we could spend another hour doing this. And probably that would be helpful for us to do. But there's, there's uh, kids ministry workers that are going to kill me if we don't uh, wrap this up. But what I want to do is just give... Let's do two minutes, and just, um, Corey's got a mic. If you got something from your group, just maybe one thing to share that came forward out of your time of prayer, out of your time of sharing around the vision and moving forward. We just want to hear a couple things from our community. Again, we're going to collect all your ideas, um, and we're going to sit and and pray and discern over them, and hopefully this is an encouraging experience for you guys to go for. But if you want to just raise your hand quickly and, and share quickly just some things that came forward. We'll just listen to a couple, and then we're going to come together and, and, uh, and pray and sing together at the end. Uh, we wrote down six things. Uh, the primary sort of commonality was light. Was what? Light. Light. Um, okay. But it was, you know, very vague, kind of hard to figure out, but we wrote them down. And, mm. But there was a lot of that, like whiteness, light. Things like that. Okay. Good. Couple others? Yeah. Just right here. Um I see. Uh, just go for it. Uh, it's fun night, we want it back. We want college students back. We okay. feel like they're not here. And we also want to continue to be um active with crew on Toledo's campus so we can get the college students back. Yeah, good.
1: Gotcha. Hello. Um, We had a couple really good ones, which was great because it all spoke right to my heart. And so must be God, right? Uh, Kids ministry. Really? I mean, hello. We're going to expand that like crazy. I mean, if it's up to me. Okay. (laughs) Um, So just, just here, letting our kids speak truth into our life. Like we can learn so much Mm -hmm. from these kids. And I think it's more just like we need to pay attention to them. So we're going to work on ways to bring that and highlight that and highlight our kids um, more within service and within just as individuals and whatnot. So, um, and then having faith like a child, trying to incorporate that. Uh, The other thing that we kind of, (laughs) multiple people kind of spoke out was... um, just doing more things as a community. Like we like each other here, so let's pre- let's actually do stuff together and uh, whatever that can look like. Um, but also just being like upfront and honest, like we have no expectations. So if you guys want to come over to the Reed's house, because they just invited us all over for lunch. Um, it's okay that their right. house is. So everybody can go to the Reed's house for
0: lunch. <laughs> <laughs> What's your address again, Nate?
1: <laughs> the- <laughs> Just like that, that there's no, like, we're all struggling. We don't care if your house is a mess, but we just want to be real and be real people. And then that will also, our kids will see that. So it's all going to work together one way or another. So it it doesn't have to be at their house. We can go to the park or something. Costco, second service used to be a thing before COVID. So bring that
0: back. (laughs) Okay, one more, and then we're going to wrap up.
1: Hey, uh seeking the Lord and knowing him. Does anybody else think, you know, about the old testament old dudes, be I mean, like they knew the Lord, but we can't do that anymore. Anybody else with me on that? Yeah, right. So what if we could seek the Lord and know him? Mm. And then from that new life and and new power and new ability to bring the kingdom here. So yeah, legitimately seeking the Lord and knowing him.
0: Yeah. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I know there's lots more that could be said, but, but uh, eventually we need to get to, to the Reed's house for lunch. Um, and so what I want to do is I want to invite our elders to come forward. Elders, if you'd come up here and we want to put you in the middle um, and then we are going to uh, sing together and join um, hands and sing the doxology. Um, so if you'd stand, if, if we'd all stand, this is how we're going to end our service. We'll bring the elders up, make sure that they can find their way through. Where's Bridge? Bridge, are you coming up to, to lead us? All right, you'll, you'll do it from the back. Um, so do this um, grab a hand of the person next to you and um, let us everybody connect with one another. And we're going to put the words on the screen and, and uh, we're going to sing the doxology together. Do we have it? There we go. Praise God. Go in peace. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for a way to get plugged into what we're doing, email us at office at washingtonchurch.org or go to our website, washingtonchurch.org.